the diamond, I realized that Museum presents A Mile in My Shoes. These shoes are a pair of navy Converse style pumps. They have white laces and are starting to curve at the toe from lots of wear. There is also a hole starting to form at the bottom of the shoe. These shoes belong to Becky. This is her story. My name is Becky. I'm what's known as a parent carer or unprofessional carer. I said to my sister, oh, I'm known as an unprofessional carer. And she said, what does that mean? And I went, well, it's not a a career choice. I'm just a mum. And she went, you're never just a mum. I was like, okay, fair enough. I'm not just a mum. Can you keep your eye out for Connor? Okay. Here he is. I thought I could hear the voice. Here's Connor. Here comes Connor. Connor's nine. Um, he's very cheeky. He's non-verbal. Um, so he'll say, Gaa, Grandad, Erin, which is his sister Erin. He will point and he will say, look, 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 look. <laughs> and he'll say, stuck. He'll go, stuck, stuck. You know, if we put him in his chair and we haven't taken him out for a little while. The rest of it are little um, hand gestures and things like that. But sometimes I think he just points so we just got something <laughs> something to do and we'll just carry on like that give up you <laughs> come on then thank you very much, much. see you soon tomorrow <laughs> he's quite a laid-back little boy at a birthday party recently there was a mickey and minnie mouse quite low rate mickey and minnie mouse erin <laughs> was up and she was cuddling them and having a photo taken kind of sort of just watching them staring and not really sure but then when they left the room a minute later, he was waving, like saying goodbye. And he carried on saying goodbye for about half an hour afterwards, pointing at the door where they were and just waving to the door where they'd gone. They call it global developmental delay, which means he's not developed on a lot of areas. I think it's just a word they use because they're not quite sure <laughs> what it is Connor is. We're still not sure with Connor. So the doctors have classed it as two different um, conditions with Connor. One is the global developmental delay um, and one is his epilepsy. I think a lot of it is down to his epilepsy. I think a lot of it is memory and epilepsy because I think a lot of the time when Connor has a seizure, it takes away a bit of memory from him. He used to say um, car and cat and he used to tie his shoelaces and we'd say one and he used to go two. Do you know what I mean? And all these things just stopped. We did go for a period where he was having quite a few seizures. We used to call it a sofa day because he would, he would have up to 19 seizures on the day. Did you have a good day today at school? What about your head? Did you have a good day today at school? Oi. Oi. Did, look at mummy. Have you got something in your mouth? His tongue. <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking at? They've gone. Your bus is gone. We didn't really notice anything was different about Connor until he was probably about 18 months old. And before that, he was a little bit below on some of his milestones. But they, so many people used to say to me, well, he's a boy, he's a boy. I'm like, oh, okay, so this is unusual, that's fine. And we weren't worried about him at all. Not that we're worried about him now, but, you know. Um, And then 18 months old, he, he sort of cried. I remember him crying in his cot. Um, so I went through to get him as usual, sort of sat down with him and sort of comforted him. And then when I looked down, um, he was just staring blankly. So I went through to my husband. I think there's something the matter. I'm not quite sure. We sort of laid him in the middle of us 
yeah, there's no, there's something not right. And then he started having a full-blown body seizure. So the, they call it tonic-clonic. I panicked like crazy, ran around the house going, oh, my God, oh, my God. My husband phoned the ambulance very calmly, <laughs> very calmly phoned the ambulance and explained. And he said, right, go downstairs, put the light on so they know where we are. So it was five o'clock in the morning, obviously. And then put some clothes on or get changed <laughs> because they're going to be coming to the door. So I was running around panicking as usual. And then they came... And the ambulance drivers were really great. And they basically said, well, a lot of children have these. It's a way of them cooling, you know, cooling their systems down. Don't worry about it too much. But he just kept on seizuring. And he actually seizured in total for about an hour and a half, full body. Connor, you're going to sit down now. Sit down. Leave them a minute, Erin. Let them get those balls done. You want to talk about your brother? Uh, you used to wear your nurse's outfit, didn't you, when Connor was poorly? Yeah. You used to look after Connor when he was poorly, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, what would you do for Connor when he was poorly? Get a cushion, get a wipe and a blanket. Stroke his hand. He's not so bad now, is he? No. He, his big passion at the moment is throwing balls. He has like a couple of tennis balls and he'd just throw them upstairs and then he'd point and you'd have to go and get them and, th- and he'd throw them again. So he stands there and he will throw and throw and throw. Until he looks absolutely exhausted. <laughs> and he he sometimes aims directly at his sister because she makes this fantastic screaming noise. Very dramatic is Erin. So. <laughs> and he thinks, great, I love that noise. So he aims at his sister. So she is quite good at dodging. And she knows when he's going to do it as well because you can see his little cheeky look in his eye and he aims at his sister because she screams and he goes, oh, I love that. That's when we sort of say no, you know, no, stop. You have to basically get his eye contact. Look me in the eye and he wouldn't look at mummy's eyes. So we know we've actually got eye contact with him and we're quite quite firm with him to stop. Say sorry and he'll go up to his sister and he'll stroke her arm and that's saying sorry. But probably five minutes later he's probably aiming a ball at her again. <laughs> um, she will tell you, mummy's done this, mummy's done that. And usually when, you know, you're doing your teeth or something, halfway through doing your teeth you'll hear, mum! <laughs> and you think, oh no, what's happened now? So yeah, you're running up and down the stairs just to check that he, what's he doing. It's it's pretty constant. It's yeah, he's he's quite a little terror. I will get you the balls. Can you wait? Wait, cheeky. My hand. Good boy. Yeah, it's twenty four seven. We have a baby monitor in the room, so we it is through the night as well. We adjust our whole family life around Connor. I think sometimes when, like, if you read something on Facebook and someone goes, oh, just nipped so-and-so, spontaneous. I think I <laughs> I put a rant on there the other day because somebody had put something about spontaneous and I'd gone, oh, to all those people who just jump in the shower. This is how I got in the shower today. Ian was at work. I was desperate for a shower. So I filled the bath up with half with water, put Connor in one end of the bath, I had a shower in the other end of the bath. Erin was in there with us as well. She was on the toilet. And <laughs> I washed my hair as quickly as humanly possible. You know what I mean? And it's it's like, oh, yeah, just a simple task is, is made 20 times more difficult because you have to be aware. Um, oh, we'll just get a babysitter. Oh, no, no, I can't do that. Oh, should we book a holiday abroad? Oh, no, I can't do that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, can't, can't go on a train. Wouldn't dare put him on a boat because you want to throw things over the side. We do try and take him to like if we go to restaurants or things like that. 
but we always have to say, can we get some with a booth? And then we can sort of trap him in. <laughs> oh, what is that? A gunner in the middle as well. What is that? What's on it? What picture are on it? There's ducks. This is a fun one. Connor? Is... Connor, what's this? Hey, 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 hey. What's this? He goes to um, a Saturday club. That has gone up from £3 up to 5 just recently. So it's a bit of a big jump. And then um, they also do the holiday clubs as well. And that is a, like a 10 till 3. And that's just gone up from £15 up to 20 which is quite a big hike, really. So <laughs> Some people have said quite a lot of Lincolnshire isn't a massively supportive county. I think we probably access as much as we possibly can because we need to. The school is fantastic. They have speech and language therapists, educational psychologists. I have met a really nice group of ladies, actually, that I met at Connor's old school when we did, like, a behavioural course together. And we've actually founded a charity we call Umbrellas. The six of us, and we've all got children with different sort of... Some with autism, some with Down syndrome, and there's Connor who's like an enigma and we're not really sure. <laughs> and there's nowhere really in Lincoln that we can all go as like families and there's places they can go on their own, but there's nowhere we can all go as a big family. So we're starting to fundraise, or we've been fundraising for a couple of years now, um, to purpose build somewhere that people with learning difficulties and their families can go. Because there's nothing, so we've decided, you know what, we'll do it ourselves. Because if I don't have enough things to do. <laughs> but th otherwise, there's nothing. And, and all our children, they're all similar ages, actually, and they're all boys. It always seems to be on in the boys. And once they get older and older, there's less and less things, and especially in Lincoln. So why not just build our own place that people can go to? We're quite determined. Um, Nottingham is just an hour's drive away and we go to a lot of his appointments at QMC and they do say to us, oh, if you were in Nottingham, we could access, you could access this, but we're not. So obviously we go there and we have all his treatments for epilepsy at Nottingham, but we can't access any of the actual support. And at Lincoln, we don't really have like a, there is like one ward for children. There's not a children's hospital. So it's, it's, they don't quite know what to do with Connor because all this treatment is specialised and, um, for more provisions, I think, for children's health in Lincoln would be great. And a lot of them... A lot of them are being taken away, unfortunately. And there's a lot of people that live in Lincoln. So I think they've kind of, we've kind of been forgotten about slightly. I'm going to get that. Becky's story was produced by Robbie McInnes. Her shoes are part of a growing collection of footwear hosted by the Empathy Museum's A Mile in My Shoes exhibition. The shoes and stories come from all over the world. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram to find out where we are going next. <laughs>